Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hour number three to get right. We're Reggie KG here on 105. Three, the fan, Kevin Gray, Will Chambers, Larry D. Flores on the down for you here on your Turn It On, Leave It On station. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. Do these pre-draft visitors for the Dallas Cowboys hint at what they will do at number 26 overall next week in the NFL's annual selection meeting? We'll have that conversation here in just a moment. Anybody got a bottle opener? A bottle opener? No. Oh, no. You got a fancy, fancy drink up in here in the uh, DFWsecurity.com studios. Um, appreciate you joining us however and wherever you may be listening to us on this Thursday night. I don't know how in the world. Uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> you all right? Got to have my dumb button ready for that one. <laughs> I know, right? He scared me. <laughs> he sure did. Uh, by the way, I don't know how in the world the Philadelphia 76ers found a way to win tonight's game, uh, but they did it after Joel and B got a flagrant one for kicking, you know, Nick Claxton and his future children in the next week. And then James Harden got ejected. He should have gotten ejected for that. And then James Harden got ejected for a foul that wasn't nearly as egregious as what Joel Embiid committed. And the Sixers still find a way to get the win. They are now up three games to none in their best of seven series with the Brooklyn Nets. So the Brooklyn Nets on the verge of elimination in the first round of the NBA playoffs. Sixers 102, Nets 97 in game three of that series. Uh, Game four will be in a couple days as the 76ers look to move on to the Eastern Conference semifinals. Meanwhile, things are about to tip off at the Chase Center in Golden State as the Kings look to take a commanding three games to none lead over the Golden State Warriors. No Draymond Green in that game. Also at 9.30, you've got the Suns and the Clippers at Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles. No Kawhi Leonard for the Los Angeles Clippers in that game. So injuries and suspensions looming large in tonight's action. But, of course, we are your home of the Dallas Cowboys. And next week, right here, on your home of the Cowboys, 105 through the fan. Covers beginning at 6 p.m. with the NFL Draft, anchored by our very own Sean Sharif, live from the star at Frisco. The NFL Draft for 2023 will begin at 6 p.m. right here on 105 through the fan. 
The NFL Draft will be broadcasting until 11 p.m. And then Chris Arnold and I will have your post-NFL Draft show from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Friday morning here on The Fan. Also, on that Thursday night, we will be at all eight Pluckers locations. Yours truly and Reginald Atatula, we will be at the Allen location. Christy Scale, shout out to her. She'll be at the Plano location. Gavin Dawson, Zach Walchuk of the G-Bag Nation, they'll be in Addison. Kevin Hagelin and Mike Basket, they'll be at Dallas Lovers and Greenfield. Excuse me, Greenville. At Great, Arlington, baby. That's right. Uh, Great Vine, you'll have Lucius Alexander, the three-time Hall of Famer. In Arlington, you'll have Corey Majors and my partner tonight, Will Chambers. Eric Chiafalo will be at Fort Worth City View. Fort Worth Alliance, you will have Lord Choppy himself, RJ Choppy, will be there hanging out with all the Tolos and Cowboys Nation on Thursday, April 27th. Our path to the draft coverage Brought to you by Pluckers, K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing, and the Owner's Box. So appreciate all of our terrific sponsors with us for our path to the draft. This coming from ESPN's Taracha when it comes to the look at the Cowboys visits that they had and what it could tell us about what they are going to do next week in Kansas City when your Cowboys own the number 26 Overall pick a couple of housekeeping items for the Cowboys today. They picked up the fifth year option for CeeDee Lamb. Also, Terrence Steele signing his franchise tender um, as he will be making a little over four million dollars on his tender this upcoming year. His restricted free agency tender, I should say, a little over four million dollars. CeeDee Lamb in 2024, if he does not get get a long term deal done, will be making nearly 18 million dollars in the 2024. NFL season as he goes into his fourth year this year in 2023. But who will join those two gentlemen as members of the Dallas Cowboys starting next week? You look at some of the visitors that the Cowboys had. Zay Flowers out of Boston College. Jackson Smith and Jigba from the Ohio State University. Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee. A little uh, Will Chambers knows a little something about that young man. Uh, of course, watching him That's in good. the SEC. Yeah, he's really good. My man last year, 67 catches for over 1,200 yards and 15 touchdowns. What was that game that he scored? Like a bazillion touchdowns? I think it was LSU. Yeah. He just, I mean, it, it, what's funny is that, you know, Cedric Tillman was supposed to be that number one receiver for Tennessee, and then he went down, and they didn't miss a beat because of Jalen Hyatt and Hendon Hooker, but. Yeah, they they were both terrific, obviously, for the Tennessee Volunteers this past year. Other wide receivers that were on the visitor list for the Cowboys included Quentin Johnston from TCU, who we had a little bit of conversation with, with Mac Engle, the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, a little while ago. If you missed anything during our show, hit the rewind button on the Odyssey app. I think tight end. Roy Williams in him? Kind of reminds me of that. Who, for Quentin Johnston? Mm-hmm. Huh. Roy Williams was a big, big, strong receiver. Of course, that's what Quentin Johnson yeah. is. Interesting. I have to think about that a little bit more. Uh, the only tight end of the thirty visits that the Cowboys had, ironically, was Darnell Washington, the six foot six, two hundred. Okay, now that's interesting. Yeah, I did not know that. That's the only tight end, so not Kincaid or Mayer. That's right. Darnell Washington was the only one. That was a kid that was abusing. 
the um, the sled at the combine. Well, I mean, do you see that? Uh, yeah, I mean, but just imagine, you know, being an SEC opponent, and on one side you've got Darnell Washington, and on the other <laughs> is that you know the best tight end in college football, who was a sophomore, and Brock Bowers out here tearing it all up, you know, last year. I can't wait to see where he goes next year in the uh, NFL draft. What his- oh, he and then Marvin Harrison Jr. Woo. Yeah, MHJ, he's going to be... Uh, <laughs> he may be the best college-wide receiver I've ever seen. That's high praise. I mean, it is in the family business, of course. Um, but I think We that- won't say his name. No, 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 no. Harvin Marison, I don't know. I don't... <laughs> no, I don't... No, 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 no. Mm-mm. We don't mention, uh, you know, daddy around here. We don't do that. Uh-uh. Um, but a name that Kyle Yeomans brought up when we talked to him a little bit earlier... Will McDonald out of Iowa State. Is there a name or two that we, as we've gone through some of this, Will, that you feel like based off of what the 30 visits were for the Cowboys that you feel comfortable around saying, hey, this could be the guy? Because I'm on the fact. Yeah, all of them all that you just mentioned. Yeah. All of them. Like Jackson Smith and Jigba is not going to be there. I don't think he will be either. They're, they're just, you know, I can. I wouldn't be surprised if he went to Green Bay, honestly. I wouldn't be surprised if he went to Green Bay. He should be the number one wide receiver taken. Agreed. Okay. Um, But, you know, like we were talking about earlier, the reason why CeeDee Lamb ended up being... By the way, it was the Bama game where he went six catches for five touchdowns. Okay. Jalen Hyatt, yeah. You know, because the Raiders took rugs. Sometimes you just, you don't know. Maybe one of these guys, maybe Zay Flowers does go first and shocks everybody and then somehow... Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba ends up being there. I just, I will be absolutely stunned. If you want to tell me the possibility of Bijan Robinson, yes, because of what Mac Angle was saying, what we all know. Yeah. The devaluation of the running back, you know, especially high in the first round. I have a hard time thinking that he'll be around. Okay, so I guess based off of their visits, and obviously they didn't visit with Dalton Kincaid or Michael Mayer, who has been mocked quite a bit to the Cowboys. Right, at, that's at, why it's you a know surprise. You know, at number 26. I guess for me, the way that I'm starting to feel about the draft for the Cowboys next Thursday, it goes like this. The most realistic option offensively is going to be a tight end. Michael Mayer, possibly at 26. Next would be offensive line. I actually agree with you there. Most have had Mayer first. I think Kincaid's going to go first. Well, Kincaid is a guy that's going to stress the field a lot more than you know Michael Mayer does. And you want some of the pass-catching elements that a Kincaid brings, but you'll get a better blocker in Michael Mayer and what he's able to do functionally from the tight end position in terms of an inline blocker that way. But for me, it goes tight end, reluctantly, offensive line, and then the dream is B. John Robinson. I do not believe... I, I agree. Yeah, I think that's the dream there. If he's there, all right, cool. You do what you got to do, and you take Bijan. That's the dream best player that you could possibly get at 26 yeah. is Bijan Robinson. And I don't see Jackson Smith and Jigba falling all the way to 26. Now, if one of those corners happens to be there, whether it's Emmanuel Forbes or Joey Porter Jr. Because they'll be the third, fourth, yeah, cornerbacks going. Yeah, I could see the Cowboys maybe making a move there, especially if they feel like they want to move off of Stephon Gilmore after this upcoming season where he's in the final year of his contract and there's still the unknown 
on Trayvon Diggs, who, of course, is in the final year of his rookie deal. He'll be an unrestricted free agent if the Cowboys don't get a long-term deal done with him this offseason. Or if they decide to tag him, he'll be around to the tune of, what, $18, $19 million for what a top-five corner would be averaging going into 2024. But that's where I am. Tight end, offensive lineman, the dream being B. John Robinson. I'm of the belief, I think Howie Roseman's a wild man. He's also a smart man, and he knows what he's doing. He's got a team that's in really good position that if they want to take B. John Robinson there at 10 to pair with Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, what still is a terrific offensive line behind Lane Johnson, and, of course, Jason Kelsey there. And you don't have to replace those guys this year, those guys in the trenches, like Fletcher. Correct. Yeah, so. They got Cam Jurgens on the way as well. Like, they've got a lot of depth there offensively to be able to make it work that if they want to spend a premium pick to make things go there, did you, oh, you, you cracked open the bottle, you got it? <laughs> it took, like, 13 minutes. <laughs> I'm glad it worked out for you. Um, but, yeah. Chimay Blue. Oh, very nice. Very nice. But I think that's what that's where I see Bijan going at number 10 there, which would make me highly upset because. Yeah, look, these guys and this is why I said earlier, you know, what would what would I like to see the Cowboys do at 26? It's trade back because I don't think any of these guys are that I'd really like will be there. And there's only a couple of them like Bijan, Jackson Smith and Jigba um, or pick one of those two corners uh, you, you know, it was interesting because Kalijah Cansey is a name, the defensive tackle from Pittsburgh. Yep. Mac Engel joined us earlier, was talking with DeMarcus Ware, and I totally agree with them. If there is a, you know, strong defensive tackle at that, that's still available, I don't think Cansey's going to be there, but if he was, I would take him. Because let's say Jackson Ooh. Smith and Jigba is gone. Let's say Kincaid will be, yeah. Uh, Kincaid is gone. Oh, who did I say? Oh, yeah. Then Bijan gone. Okay. Well, then I would not want say Flowers there if I could trade back six, seven, whatever it may be. Not too far back, but back enough to like. There's a handful of guys that you would take, and you'd be good with them. While also accumulating another asset, yeah, the wild card is one that's the you know the the one for me that I'm most particularly interested in. Given the wide receiver situation that you have, you got Ceedee Lamb who's established. You brought in Brandon Cooks, you know, essentially for this year, and you can move off of him after this upcoming year. There's a real question about Michael Gallup and his ability to return, you know, coming off of the second year with a torn ACL, and if he can be that guy that he was pre-torn ACL. And then what you do after that, and if Jalen Tolbert can be a guy that you could see into your future, so maybe spending a first-round pick on a wide receiver may be the way the Cowboys want to go there Well, as and well. here's where I think the Cowboys, like we, we should all be paying close attention to when it comes to the draft as to how things could play out at 26 with what they may be looking at. And it's four picks in a row, and it starts at number nine. This is just my opinion. It starts at number nine with the Chicago Bears. Because if, let's say, well, with whatever they pick, and it looks like more likely that it's going to be either Peter Skaronsky or uh, Paris Johnson Jr., the uh, tackles from uh, Northwestern and um, 
Ohio State, respectively. So if they don't go with one of those, that means that one of the other offensive tackles, we were talking about the kid from Tennessee earlier, may end up falling to 26. Same reason why, let's say, they went with Jackson Smith and Jigba. Okay, then your chances, Zay Flowers will likely be gone. Uh, Quentin Johnston may not be there as well. Because then following the Bears, you've got uh, the Eagles at 10. Do they take Bijan Robinson? I think they will. I I think they would too. Um, I I would be a little surprised if Bijan's there and they don't take him. Then you've got Tennessee at 11, which could go in a number of different places, right? They could get, uh, they could go quarterback, right? They could go maybe Will Levis if he's there. They could also go wide receiver. You know, that, that group was pissed off about what that general manager did in trading away um, A.J. Brown, right? I mean, it, you had, uh, they were pretty vocal about it afterwards, that they did not want to let him go. Yeah. The owner and uh, coach, um, total brain fart. I've been working so hard on that beer. <laughs> um. So that's where, you know, again, I mean, if it's quarterback, it doesn't mean yeah. anything for the Cowboys. But let's say, okay, they go wide receiver. Or do they go offensive line, right? Then you've got Houston right after that. And Houston is probably at wide receiver. I do think there is a lot about the whole smoke of them going defense and getting Will Anderson or Jalen Carter or um, or Tyrell, the kid from Texas Tech. Because how good do you feel about these quarterbacks? Knowing that, would you rather have Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or Caleb Williams or Drake May? It's not even close, right? I mean, here's the thing about that. Real quick, we're going to go to break. On the quarterback thing, you got to just work with what you got in that particular draft. Because I can't think about what it is going to be the following year. If I got a chance to get Well, if you of- don't get a quarterback now, you're going to be picking somewhere near the top of the draft. Yeah. And you can build your team and then, you know, possibly get one of those guys next year mm-hmm. and then look awfully good real quick. NFL draft next week right here on your home of the Cowboys 105 through the fan. Coming up next, David Hellman of Fox Sports joins us next on the Get Right. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
So get right, Reggie KG right here on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Will Chambers. Yo. Larry D. Flores holding it down for you here. Really appreciate you joining us here on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. Will in for Reginald Atatula, who's pre-celebrating his birthday. Which this is, one's for you, Reg. That's on uh, on Monday. So shout out to my man, Reg, and his birthday coming up uh, later on this coming week. Right now, though, we go to the... Diamond Factory Hotline one more time on this Thursday night where we welcome in Dallas Cowboys insider for Fox Sports, co-host on Speak on FS1. Congrats on that natty, baby. Uh Uh-huh. Proud LSU Tiger. David Hellman of Fox joining us here on the Get Right. David, what's going on? What's up, my dudes? Uh, Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Good to be on with you. Now, the funniest part about David Hellman's day, in my mind, was the fact that he decided to jump on the draft show with Kyle Yeomans, Aisha Morrison, uh, and Brian Broaddus, and Walchuk, Zach Walchuk at one point. And uh, Dave didn't realize that his camera phone, his camera was on his, uh, on his phone, and he was giving a tour of his you know, palatial L.A. apartment you know, and not realizing it until it was like, hey, Dave, 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 your phone, your phone, hey. man, the camera. Turn it all, all over around so we can see everything, see you talking. People are people are going to believe you when you say palatial and my very <laughs> modest, my very modest apartment is definitely not palatial. But yeah, I. I haven't felt that much like a boomer in a long time. I, <laughs> I thought like, cause usually like when you do something with a webcam, you usually do it on a laptop and they sent me the link through my phone uh-huh. and I couldn't see anybody else. So I just assumed it was like, I just assumed we were using it as a way to get like on the line. Thank God I didn't try to like change clothes or anything. <laughs> cause it could have been way worse, but yeah, I, uh, I pride myself on getting technology, so that was, that was mm-hmm. a real low point of my day, if we're being honest. Well, it looked like you was enjoying your your uh, daily kombucha, you know, in the glass or whatever you was drinking, you know, today while you was giving your, you know, your. Interviews. You're, 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 He's well, really I mean, going this, all this, in on the L.A. David Hellman. This is misrepresentation. <laughs> yes, is what this is. I was drinking coffee in my in my like 800 square foot apartment. Yeah, like, there there um, are no there are no palatial apartments eight, in Los Angeles unless square you're in feet, right David. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Let's, eight, cal- let's calm down. <laughs> oh, I love we have David on, man. He's such a good time. Um as you have been able to get your you know your hands and your mind wrapped a little bit more around this NFL draft, have you come to a a consensus in your own mind about where maybe this Cowboys team is going at 26 or is it still very much up in the air for you based on the number of different directions the Cowboys could go at 26 next week? I mean, A, when you're pick, when you're picking 26, you're obviously at the whims of a lot of other teams, but like it's time, it's time to give the Cowboys a lot more credit. Like, look, I've been, I've been covering their drafts for a decade and, like, I say this a lot, but it really was true. Like, for the longest time, you knew what they were going to do. Like, you really, you really did. And I mean, some years it was more obvious. I'll never – I say I've, – I've told this story before. Like, I'll never forget 2018 when we knew, like, by the end of February that it was going to be Leighton Van Der Esch. <laughs> yes. Tristan Hill – I know Tristan Hill wasn't a first-round pick, but, like, we knew that name so, so early. It was so, so obvious. 
even in 2016, it was Zeke or Ramsey, Zeke or Ramsey, like really nothing else to worry about there. Nobody was shocked by Byron Jones. 2014, I can remember, it was like uh, the names to know were like Anthony Barr, Ryan Shazier, uh, Aaron Donald, and Zach Martin. Mm -hmm. And it was like whichever one of those names, and lo and behold, everybody but Zach got picked from right out in front of them. So it it was pretty easy. Like I remember a lot of people were sweating Johnny Manziel and if you'd really, if you'd followed it, it was like, man, it would take something crazy for me to think that it would be Johnny Manziel over Zach Martin with everything that we know. Anyway, not to ramble, fast forward to since Mike McCarthy got here, like they've done a very good job at keeping people in the dark. Like CD came out of nowhere. Uh, I would say I still think in 2021 they would have drafted one of the cornerbacks if they had been available, but they weren't. So Really, not a lot of people were expecting Micah Parsons. And then last year, I think maybe a couple days before the draft, Mel Kuyper got wind of Tyler Smith being a possibility. But for the most part, they've done a really good job of, of hiding their hand. So um, you know, I, I've got my suspicions about what would make sense. I think, you know, and it's, it's not rocket science. I think, I think they would draft B. John Robinson if he was there. I think they would consider a tight end. Um, and I think you've got to assess the options on defense if somebody really talented falls to you. Um, but as far as, like, the specific player, I think it's it's anybody's guess, and the last three years kind of emphasized that. Do you think, I asked this earlier, that with that being considered, the chances are actually better that they may trade back? Uh, because in all likelihood, you know, Bijan will be gone. Um, I agree. Yeah. You know, Jackson Smith and Jigba, he'll be well gone. You know, the, the top guys at, you know, certain positions, even the top two guys will likely be gone. Um, So with that, do you think that because they could get a handful of guys that they like, that the it's a more of a likelihood that they could trade back instead of actually taking somebody at 26? Or do you think that they are compelled to take a pick like they usually do? I think that depends on two variables. Like, a, what are you trading back for? Because, like, the one the one instance we know of, I mean, the one time they've – I get well, the two times, really. I forgot they did a trade in 21. They traded in 21 because the two cornerbacks got sniped out from right in front of them. And the cornerbacks were still there. Right, right. And so, I mean, so Philly wants to come up for Devontae Smith. If they give you something good, I think the Cowboys added a third-round pick uh, just to drop back two spots and still wound up with their choice between Micah and Rashawn Slater. That's great. Now compare that to 2013 when they panic traded because all of their options looked unfavorable. They fell from 18 to 31 in 2013, and they only got a third-round pick for it. So they got the same price for like a 13-spot drop as they did for a two-spot drop the next year or a decade later, I should mm-hmm. say. Um, so my point is, like, if somebody really wants to come up and they want your pick and they're willing to pay you for it, by all means, drop back. If you're falling back because you're panicking about what happened in front of you, I think that's how you wind up getting screwed. So I think that's something to consider. And then the other thing is, it's easy for you and me to sit here and say, oh, well, you've got a choice between five guys that you really like, trade back. But that's almost never the way teams look at it, in my opinion, because 
there's always going to be a guy that does something that that you value. Like, for instance, it, it's just a name that keeps coming to mind. Uh, Will McDonald is an edge rusher out of Iowa State. Mm-hmm. I just say that because uh, it, it, it makes sense for the range. Like, he'll, he should be available, and we know that Dan Quinn worked him out. And I just – so it's easy to say, oh, he's there, and there's a guard, and there's a receiver, and all these guys are good. But in the Cowboys draft room, they might say, oh, this receiver's contested catch rate is spotty at best. We don't really like him. Whereas Will McDonald, we think he's got this trait and this trait that makes him way more valuable. So the fact that we see all these players as similar has no bearing on how the Cowboys grade those guys. And so I think when you combine those two things together, I'm always – I would always bet against a trade back. I think at the end of the day, you see a guy you like, you've got the board stacked the way you think it makes sense. You just pick the guy. Unless, again, you get wiped out of all the options you feel good about like they did two years ago. But all the way back at 26, that seems less likely to me to happen. Is there a player and a trait that you in particular like and think would be a good fit for this team that may be there? I mean, I really, I really like Will McDonald. That's another reason why I keep bringing him up. But uh, another name that I keep saying um, is is Nolan Smith, and I don't know if he's there. Mm. Nobody knows anything. Let's be very right. honest. Like that's the fun thing. The fun thing about the draft is that you know Nolan Smith could be the 11th overall pick, or he could be hanging around waiting for the Cowboys. Um, but if he's there. I love his speed, his athleticism. I think he's got, you know, Jerry Jones always calls it Gumby. Like, he's got that ability to, you know, turn a corner without losing any balance. I find that very intriguing for a team that already has a lot of speed in its pass rush. So, yeah, I mean, if I'm drawing it up, that is that is who I would wave a magic wand to be able to draft. But that's just me. I'm not going to lie to you, David. I would not be surprised. If, you know, we get out there on Thursday night, we've been mocking, you know, tight ends, defensive ends, offensive linemen, and whomever turns in the card to Roger Goodell and he looks at that card and he says, with the number 26 overall pick, linebacker, Arkansas, Drew Sanders. I would not be. Well, there's there's no there's no stars, right? That I know, we can I, I see because at this I point. Like be the very the, like the Jerry Jones thing to do would be to shock the world. Like, hey, I'm gonna take the the Arkansas linebacker at number 26. I I, I would be surprised. I, I don't know. I mean, and I mean, I, I get it. And uh, hey, look, I mean, Jerry does have the final say, and he can swing some influence there. But like, what? I think the Cowboys have drafted two Arkansas players ever. Like, and obviously one of them was a first round pick, Felix Jones. That's but right. like, it's not like, it's not like they just go after the big <laughs> Arkansas guy every year. And I don't know, at linebacker, I don't, I don't think I see the value. That would, but it, that would bum me out. I hope, I hope the fact that he went to Arkansas doesn't offset the fact that I'm very confident a better player would be available. No, I, I agree. I just feel like that would be just the, the Jerry Jones thing to do at number 26. <laughs> just go I mean, people will lose, they would their, lose their everything yeah. if that went down. Yeah, no, I agree. I definitely agree. No, I, mean, I, I agree with the thesis statement, though. I mean, don't, I, don't rule anything out completely. 
All right, before we... That, that's it, because there, yeah. like I said, there's no, there's nobody that you look in this draft and be like, this is a star. Like, this is a for sure star. And as much as you can going into a draft. I, I just, I don't think that we have one in this one. Do you see that, Dave? I'm about to say, is this draft class been underwhelming to you? The way, the more yeah, you've gotten to I'm, know it? I was about to say, like, I, I don't want to bum like you know you don't want to take away from the excitement of the draft and obviously like there's going to be all pros and pro bowlers that come out of this draft there always are but this is a, a other than I mean the, the quarterbacks are intriguing because they're all so talented and they're so unique like I think Bryce Young is amazing but he's tiny mm-hmm. I think Anthony Richardson is like the most talented guy ever but there's very little amazing tape of him on and on and on like I think the quarterbacks are very interesting for a lot of reasons. Other than that, it's a pretty boring draft class, in my opinion. Like, I just think it's it's a down year. Maybe that has something to do with, like, you know, we talked about in years past, a lot more guys came out because of COVID, because they had extra years or guys stayed in mm. school. Maybe, maybe this is a thinner class. Like, maybe all the guys that would have been in this class went last year, or maybe some of them are staying around for another year. I don't know the answer, but, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit underwhelmed, at least by the top of this draft. I'm with you. All right, before I let you go, real quick, you got a take or anything you want to get off your chest before we get out, get out of here on this uh, Thursday night? Uh, light the beam, go Kings. Let's get at least one win in, in okay. San Francisco. Wait, relax. Now, hold yeah. on, hold let's, on. That's hold, my man right hold there. On. That's hold on, hold on, yes, hold sir. on. Don't be that bandwagon Kings fan. Don't do hey, that. Hey, 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 Don't do that. We're all, who isn't? Who isn't at this relax. point? Relax. I'd be a bandwagon Kings fan. Why, why not? Because it's all the cute little light the beam, the purple beam, everybody jumping on the bandwagon. If you wasn't riding with the Kings back in what was it, oh two, when they was out here trying to battle with the Lakers, I don't want to hear your oh, fan though. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's mm-hmm. were, were were the Warriors just this crazy popular team? Like were were they just it surely everybody loved the Warriors before Steph showed up. Get out of here, man. That's how it works. I'm just People saying. are excited by entertaining teams. Did, That's right. I'm buying a, did, shorts right now. Did you have a basketball team before you decided to pick the Kings on a whim this year? Or no, this playoffs? I don't have, no. I'm a, I root for the Pelicans and the Mavs. Those are the two teams I like. But like, Oh, yeah, I'm so you was down bad I'm this like, year, huh? <laughs> I'm not like a ride-or-die Kings fan. But, like, you know, you pick a team in the playoffs, what's wrong with the Kings? Okay. All right. I just feel like, you know, it's just real cute, you know, jumping on the bandwagon. A lot of people have been doing that. I'm just saying. Light the, right. light the beam. Light the beam, baby. Light the beam. How many I'm with more you. trophies do the Warriors need? Go home, Warriors. Seriously. <laughs> I am I am lockstep with my man here. You can put them all in David Hellman's palatial apartment you. in Los Angeles. There you go. That's right. <laughs> oh, David, man. As always. As good to talk to you, bud. Appreciate the time, my man. Thank always you. Always good to hear from y'all. Appreciate it, y'all. There he goes. David, See you, David. David Hellman of Fox Sports. Good enough to join us here. On the get right. I have now I have real good excuses. <laughs> but I am still pro jump on the bandwagon. Why not? They've sucked forever. They Coming. Got, they got three cats on there though. That's my squad. Up next on the get right, we go inside the gray area where George Clooney reveals a couple of massive A-listers that turned down roles in Ocean's Eleven. Oh, really? Next on the get you right. You have my attention.
Back here on the get right, about to go inside the gray area here on this Thursday night. Kevin Gray, Will Chambers in for Reginald Atatula. Larry D. Flores holding it down for you here. Really appreciate you joining us here on Odyssey. Got a Reggie update. And the Odyssey app. Oh. He just texted, so he uh, he and the fam went to go see John Wick 4. All right. He did say he was going to see that tonight. I, I can't believe I haven't seen it yet. Um, it's done well, very well at the lots, lots has happened, actually. Yeah, you've been. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, he said uh, real good, fun. Um, Highest had a little bit more comedy the, uh, yeah. in with the action. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, all in all, a lot of fun and good. Yeah, the highest grossing of the uh, John Wick films at this point so far. So yeah. I've been hearing it's great. Shout out to Keanu Reeves. You know, continue to do his thing. Um, Larry, let's go uh, inside the gray area here on the get right before we get Speaking to the Speaking of movies. Hour. Yeah. Definitely Can't wait for this. Want to get to that. Before I do, shout out to whomever this person was. Larry, someone at Caesar Sports just dropped $3,000 on the Dallas Cowboys to win the Super Bowl next season. It's probably good odds. Plus 1,600. Mm. Do I have to do math? How are you feeling about those odds? Good. Okay. I I like taking teams with those odds. When is it ever the favorite? I mean... I mean, okay, all right, so Kansas City, which were clearly one of the favorites, mm-hmm. but you know, Tampa Bay couldn't have been. Uh, the Rams. I mean, when you think about it, this is why I love futures and why I like betting on golf too. Because you're betting against the field, you're always getting plus odds. So even if you're the favorite, mm-hmm. it's at plus. You know, 300, like three to one. So if you go down the line and pick out a team that you think is going to be a playoff team, I mean, that's that's good value. Well, there you go. So uh, shout let's out. not make this into me making a prediction that the Cowboys are winning the Super Bowl, but I just I, I like the bet. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be plenty of that as that goes on throughout the course of the uh, of the offseason. Especially pre-draft. Good time to do it. Mm-hmm. As we are inside the gray area, George Clooney reveals a couple of massive A-listers that turned down roles in the original Ocean's Eleven. Now, Will and I, we're big Ocean's fans. Larry, are you a big Ocean's uh, franchise fan? So, I've only seen the first one. I haven't seen 12 and... Did they do a 13? They yeah. did. The 13 they the did remake. because the, the 12 was not exactly people happy about it. But we were just saying, I don't... You didn't agree or disagree with me. Like I, I still like twelve. <laughs> I like twelve. It was Ocean's Eleven and Thirteen were definitely better. Than Way 12. better, no yeah. doubt. Because I thought Thirteen was more of a callback to the very first one versus, you know, well they were doing a little extra. In, yeah, they uh, in they 12. made Thirteen because they wanted to make up for what they did in twelve. Twelve, yeah, for sure. Um, but George Clooney let us in on what could have been for the Ocean's franchise. So, of course, part of the reason that the Ocean's franchise was such a hit, its stars that a cast included, of course, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon. Love Matt Damon in all these movies. But it's it's the, you know, the, what do you call it? The man relationship, the... Um, oh, the bromance between... The bromance with Brad and George and yeah. the chemistry, without a doubt. Like, Rusty and Danny's relationship... Is awesome. Is fantastic. Yeah. Like, it's a perfect 
combination of the two. But, of course, you had other stars like the late Bernie Mac, of course, rest in peace, Don Cheadle, Andy Garcia, among others. Now, the fame cast apparently almost included the likes of, how about this, Johnny Depp and Mark Wahlberg, who apparently tore George Clooney to F off when he approached him about being well, that's, a part of the that's original. That's not a Johnny Depp movie. Original Ocean's Eleven. Now, here's what Clooney went on to say. Now, during a recent appearance at the TCM Classic Film Festival, uh, Clooney and Steven Soderbergh, who, of course, uh, director of the films, discussed their beloved collaboration and revealed that Depp and Wahlberg were just two of many actors to pass on the project. Clooney saying, quote, Now, Steven had just done Aaron Brockovich, of course, that starred mm-hmm. you know, Julie Roberts in Traffic, and he was nominated for directing both films. So people were really wanting to work with Steven Soderbergh at that point. And he said that there were some people that said no. He said some very famous people told us to F right off. Mark Wahlberg, Johnny Depp. There were others. They regret it now. And Clooney goes on the joke. I'm not a big Wahlberg acting fan. I mean, he is insanely successful on okay. as a producer and stuff like that, but... Is there anything that you really, I mean, he's been in movies that, you know, I've kind of liked, but I don't look at him, like, I'm glad he wasn't in those. Uh, Italian Job, young Wahlberg, an Italian Job, I thought was good. Uh, Four Brothers is one of my favorite movies. I mean, him, Tyrese. The Departed. The Departed. That's oh, okay, now he was awesome in The the Departed. Departed I'll say that. He was great. And you know know what was really cool about The Departed, though? It is very rare when you can get as many A-listers in a movie and it works. Martin Scorsese, yeah. Like, you had Wahlberg, Matt Damon. The GOAT. You know. Nicholson. Jack Nicholson, Alec Baldwin, who was just in the Uh, news. Baldwin was amazing in that, too. He's Is there anything in in the last 15 years that he hasn't been amazing in? Maybe not. You, I know you want yeah. to tell a joke right now. You just really... <laughs> do you see the look on his face? Yeah, I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it alone. Um, by the way, he was in the news because apparently he will not have those charts. Those charts have been dropped. They're dropped, yeah. Uh, he's actually going back to shoot the rest of that. Rust? They're going to finish that? Wait, yeah. he's going to do what? They're finishing it. Are you serious? hmm Oh, I thought they would have just let that go. Oh, wow. No way. Oh, Way wow. too much money already invested, probably. And oh, then, my. Okay. They probably already shot so much of the film that, you know... Yeah, I didn't realize that that they were gonna so many of the people in it go back and finish working it. on it. Um, but yeah, it's very rare. That's what he can... wanted to do, but he he couldn't. Get uh, yeah, it out. I could, he couldn't yeah, get I'm, it out. Mm, no, mm-mm. that's what I'm here for. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, okay, so and then but to uh, Depp, that's not. It's hard to imagine Johnny Depp being in a movie like that. Oh yeah, we can't forget Leonardo DiCaprio, of course, of the Departed. Yeah, was, you know the main the main one there. Um. Yeah, I, hmm. It's not I, artsy enough yeah. of characters. Did he say which character he was supposed to be or who he was? No, he just said that the two of them just turned down the you know the opportunity to be in the the, the franchise when they approached him to do the you know Johnny Depp. I could he would have been like Don Cheadle's character. I gotta think. Uh, maybe, maybe. I didn't realize Viola Davis was in that 2001, the first one. Wait, I'm sorry, say it again. Viola Davis says right here she's got an acting credit in that. In the original Ocean's Eleven? 
Yeah, the the first one, but not the original, but the yeah, huh? Because of course the original. But the yeah, oceans, oceans eleven or twelve. I'm, I can picture it right now, and I'm having a hard time though putting it together. I low key don't remember Viola Davis in that first one. That's interesting. I have to go back. How long's it been since you've seen it? It's been a minute. Yeah, it has been a minute. But every it's one of those movies that every time it's on television, no matter what time of the day that it is. I stop down and I watch it because I enjoy it so much. Like there's only a handful of movies that I will do that for. Most Avengers movies, I'll stop down and watch regardless of what you know time of the day it is. Um, Ocean's Eleven for sure. The other one for me that I always, no matter what, stop down on. Uh, the reason you don't see her is because you you don't you hear her. She was the voice of a pro officer talking to. Danny Ocean. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, cool. I'm about to say, because I don't remember you know Viola what? Davis. I, all right, you know, so I remember hearing about that a, a long time ago. Yeah. That it's like a cameo that you don't know about. Oh, it's okay. like one of those things, like, do you know, like, Daniel Craig was in um, the uh, Star Wars reboot, the last- Yeah, he was one of the, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then I didn't know it the first time I saw it. Second, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. my God, that's definitely Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other movie that I always stop down on, and Larry will appreciate this one, um, Hitch. Oh, God, I love Hitch, too. Anytime Hitch is on, especially it's usually on TNT all the time for some reason. Uh, TNT Kevin James, good. that was a good one for him. That was a good one for him. That I- meltdown he had in the boardroom <laughs> and then after in the office, that was that was a good. Will Smith's like, relax! He says, no, I got to go back in there. No, 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 no. Um, and shout out to Eva Mendez. She did an interview recently. You know, she doesn't appear on red carpets with her man. Uh, you know, she's married to Ryan Gosling. Of course, he stars in the new film, <laughs> the Barbie film with uh, him and Margot Robbie. Is that out? Uh, n- oh, uh, it's coming uh, out soon. I, yeah, Not I don't yet. think it's out yet. Not yet. Um, but yeah, she says she doesn't walk the red carpet with her man. She wants to keep her, you know, life private. So she does not walk the red carpet with I didn't know that they were together. But I don't pay attention. Oh yeah, they've been married for a long time. Are they really? Yeah, I think they got three kids together. Or something. No like that. kidding. Yeah. Um, so shout out to Ryan Gosling. Those are the only two names we got, though, huh? Yeah, those are the only two that Clooney revealed: Johnny Depp and Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg would have been one of the brothers, and Johnny Depp would have been Don Cheadle's character. I, I think that's a good call. Yeah, I think that's a good call. But now I'm about to watch. Uh, this is eleven this weekend because. Just mentioning it and having it been so long, I'm the same way. Yeah, I have to watch it now. That's uh, inside the gray area here on the Get Right. Coming up next, we get you caught up on the latest headlines, and Max Scherzer is going to be gone for a little while. We'll tell you why next on the Get Right. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 